0: Hi, welcome back to Our Review, where we talk about life, travel, and real estate. I'm Lisa Richard Hernandez, and I'm here today with Keeley Bird. She is my fabulous buyer's agent. She manages my buyer's agents, and she's been with me for almost four years. Say hello, Keeley. Hi, guys. Um, so today, we are actually sitting in our beautiful hotel room in the Ritz-Carlton in Fort Lauderdale, and we're here for an NPL notes conference. Uh, where we have learning a lot of things about uh, mortgages and notes and people investing in that, we've come to decide that after one day at this conference, we are definitely not in a position where we can give advice on notes. That is uh, all new to us, so we're excited to learn more about that um, in the future, but as a way of investing in, in real estate, it was really interesting for us. So we made some good contacts with some people, and we're heading home tonight. I've been Googling a lot of things and learning a lot. I think we need to get a finance degree before we come back.
1: Yes. Um, Thank God for
0: Google. Yes. It was it was very interesting. Overall, our market is doing very well, which is really good news. It's kind of it in a nutshell. So Keely and I started talking about different things and investors that we work with and looking at flips and Some clients of ours that will buy a house and they'll do renovations to it that they think is going to get a great return on their on their investment. And then we're like,
1: why did you do that? It's not a great idea. I guess we just want to talk to you guys today a little bit about what what we think are good investments for the home. What is general maintenance for your home and maybe some things to avoid when you're thinking about investing in your personal residence.
0: Yeah, so I asked Keely, I'm like, what is the biggest nightmare when you were working with a buyer that you've come across that a a seller did? And her very first thing was solar panels.
1: Oh God, solar panels. Nothing can crush a deal like solar panels.
0: So I guess if you bought solar panels and paid for them outright, which the majority, I would say, nine out of 10 people do not do that. They get some sort of financing or leasing program. And then you don't realize that the new buyer has to take on that lease and they have to get approved for it. And it goes, you know, they have to account that into their monthly payments,
1: so to speak. Yeah, so the solar panels can be a value in the rare instance that you did go ahead and just, you know, pay for them and own them outright. Um, But like Lisa said, that's just not what we're seeing. And a lot of times these solar panel companies are amortizing these payments so that at the very end in the 20th year you're paying the most out of uh, out of the like it keeps going up and up and up each month so you're 20 you know, you're paying like 400 bucks a month or something for these solar panels that are probably falling off the house at that point so be really careful about solar make sure you're making the right decision you know if you plan to spend 20 years in your house then whatever go for it and it's not a big deal but you're going to sell the house in three to five years, and you're leasing those panels't we, do we, we don't recommend it. another thing um
0: we get a lot of times now everyone should have curb appeal and do you know maintain their landscape and and do a nice job, but it's the i guess what we call over landscaping where people are like, "Oh, I just spent you know seventy five thousand dollars you know and have a two hundred thousand dollar house on landscaping the yard." It's, you're never going to get your money back out of
1: that. No, um, you know, this is one of those like double-edged swords, right? Like you can't completely neglect your, your landscaping in your lawn or your house just looks scary when you pull up to it. But at the same time, over-investing in hardscaping and, um, you know, elaborate plants and trees, it's just not going to get you that money back, um, it's just not.
0: <laughs> yeah. And there's a difference between things that are regular maintenance and things that are like upgrades. So, like cleaning your gutters and having your house pressure washed is not an upgrade that's maintaining your home. Mm-hmm. Um, just like the landscape being nice is maintaining it. Cutting the trees back from the roof is maintaining it. So, things that actually cost money, just because you spent money on it, doesn't mean that it's a. Upgrade.
1: Right. And, and the same thing goes, like we were saying, with maybe you had to replace a bunch of wood rot. Like in Charleston, where, where we live, we're constantly battling that humidity and that, that weather, right? So we have wood rot all the time. Um, and you fixing your wood rot is not going to add value to your house. You have to do that, or you will, in South Carolina, you won't pass what's called a CL 100, which is part of our contracts. Um, same thing with like soffits and maintaining your house and, and, um, maintaining your crawl
0: space, keeping the moisture out, keeping a good moisture barrier down there, installing a dehumidifier if it's necessary. Those things are just regular maintenance for your house. They're not increasing the, like, you're not going to say, Oh, well I have a good crawl space. So my house is worth now 250 as opposed to 225. No, that's just, what should be done. It's a ma- it's a maintenance thing. You're securing the structural integrity of your home. Right. You're not going to hopefully get less for your house because of that. Because that's one of our... We're in the process of negotiating a big crawl space dilemma right now, as a matter of fact. It's probably one of our biggest nightmares of, of our job is when we get the CL100 back with our fingers crossed, hoping that the crawl space... Because we can see what's done on the inside. So don't renovate the inside of your house. Don't buy redo all your floors on top of a rotted subfloor or bad floor joist, or you know especially a lot of these older ranch homes built in the 60s and 70s and people are now you know tearing out the kitchen and renovating put new you know foundation in there if as necessary Mm -hmm. before you put a brand new floor over the top of a rotted subfloor you know just spend that little bit extra
1: Yeah, really fancy gutter systems. Those are great and everything, but not going to add the value that you might be hoping. Right. Wallpaper.
0: (laughs) Wallpaper is very, very... Well, it's particular. It's particular to, to... Each person's taste. Right. And, I mean... Nine out of 10 times people say, oh my God, I have to take off all
1: this wallpaper. And the same goes with like crazy paint colors. You know, if you're going to live in your home for a really long time, it's fine. You know, go for it, Karen, paint it purple, you know, do it, but Maybe before you sell it, you go back to that agreeable gray. And the same with carpets, you know, crazy colored blue carpet, green carpet. You know, that is not what people are are looking for. And, you know, other just like niche design features. People, you know, if you're going to sell your house in the next five to ten years, people just like nice, clean aesthetics that they can see adding their own touch to.
0: For resale, you want to go for mass appeal, just like, home builders have model homes, people just can't see through paint and carpet. So if you say, well, I'm going to paint this green and I'm going to put this blue carpet or whatever, and I'm not picking on blue and green, if that's your taste. But what I'm saying is it's not made for mass appeal. Mass appeal is the neutral grays, the tans, the whites, the creams, the, you know, those colors where it's more of a blank slate. And that's, That's what you want to go for. Like, I know uh, my ex-husband and I, over the course of 22 years, I think we lived in about 11 and flipped between flipping and living in about 11 different homes. And it wasn't till our final home that I finally painted the walls a color aside from tan. My mother was helping us decorate the kids' bedroom and it was Lindsay's, I think it was Lindsay's baby room. And I wanted to paint it Nickelodeon colors, So one wall was hot pink, one wall was turquoise blue, and one <laughs> wall was yellow. And my mom was painting like, are you sure you want to do this? Oh my God, I can't <laughs> believe you're doing this. I'm like, Mom, I'm going to live here forever. Unfortunately for my ex-husband, I suppose he got stuck with those pink colors. No, I think we actually painted that before I, we ended up getting a divorce. I think we might have turned it to a, a normal like light pink or something more neutral. But, you know, so if, you, if you're painting... If you have a certain taste that you want then and you plan on living there forever, have at it. Do whatever you want. But don't expect to get a crazy return on your investment. You're going to have to neutralize if you want to get top dollar for your home when you go to resell it.
1: Well, and one thing I think that's important to mention is that even people with fantastic taste and they're ready to do some renovations and upgrades and modernization of their home, um, be careful of over renovating for the the neighborhood's value yeah let's say just like you know hypothetically no house has ever sold for over 300,000 in your neighborhood well you're not going to be able to get over 300,000 just because you went ahead and did the super gourmet kitchen or chose tile from italy or you know yeah, um, yeah. a
0: 20 dollar a square foot tile isn't gonna Get a return on its investment in a $300,000 house, generally speaking. Just go to floor and decor, get something cute. (laughs) So just, yeah, definitely upgrade within your home's value. And at the same time, don't under-renovate. I say that a million times. I live in a million-dollar home, and I say, we need to decorate like a million-dollar home. We can't just put in basic lows features or cabinets or whatever that's going to seem cheap compared to the value that we're trying to maintain of our house. So it kind of works both ways. It does, you, know, you don't want to put something cheap in. If you have a question about that, ask your real estate agent or ask us, send us an email. We're happy to tell you what our opinion is of that, but ask an expert. Like It's so sad when we see people that do these Huge things to their house and we're like, oh my gosh, no, no, they're never going to get their money back. And
1: Yeah, and if they had just maybe consulted with their real estate professional, maybe they could have made some design choices that would enable them to have that return on investment or... It's not even, you know, sometimes it's not even about return on this. It's just being able to sell your house, you know, and do it quickly. And the people that sell their houses in the first day are the cute turnkey properties where, you know, when a buyer walking through a house, they are not looking at everything they love about it. They are adding up the dollars of what they have to do to make it their own. And they have no vision. So even if you have this amazing kitchen upgrade... But your whole house is painted crazy colors, they're immediately thinking, oh my god, this is gonna t- cost us five to ten thousand dollars just to get the painters in here right off the rip before we even move in.
0: Yeah, so the biggest bang for your buck is always gonna be your kitchen and your bathroom updates and renovations, especially in older homes, right? So just make sure you renovate your kitchens and your bathrooms to the value of your house. Like, look at what the other people in that value range are doing
1: and do that level of upgrade. but like, I mean, I what would that. you say right now, like right now, if you were to tell just the average uh, homeowner, if they said, what should I do in my kitchen, what would you tell them? What would you say would be?
0: Well, I mean, it kind of depends on what you're starting with. If it's a 70s ranch that still has the original cabinets in there, and we're looking to get 350 400 for it, I would say tear the cabinets out. Install new custom, like a white shaker stock cabinet, quartz countertops, and mm-hmm. do like a nice backsplash on it. Subway tile. That's Sub- exactly and the same a basic thing subway I was tile, and that's you know
1: right now kind of what's in. But but subway tile's been in for hundreds of years and and it's like literally the <laughs> is it really hundreds yeah, of years? yes just go back to those old <laughs> old timey you know New York train stations and there it is right there subway. you know yeah that's too yeah true. I mean subway, subway tile is never going out of style. If you want to pick something safe just pick a white subway tile. You cannot go wrong. There's always exceptions to the rule guys you know
0: I also think that if you have already decent cabinets and maybe a laminate countertop, you can keep those cabinets. Painting does a world of of good on cabinets. And new hardware. Changing the hinges and the knobs. You can get away with a partial upgrade with that. But then adding a backsplash, really like well-chosen backsplash, really adds that just pop in the kitchen that really kind of elevates it to the next level and makes it, I think you get a lot of
1: bang for your buck on, on a backsplash if you do it right. New appliances, same thing. Stainless steel. Definitely, if you're upgrading your appliance pack, package, please get stainless steel.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, and that new black stainless is, is, is in sometimes. It just depends on how modern the house is or whatever. But I think stainless is still sort of a mass appeal. And again, same thing. Like, don't put a $200, $2,000 appliance package washer, you know, in a million-dollar house. You need to have the appliances that are high-end in a gourmet kitchen in a million dollar home that people are expecting of a home that caliber. And at the same time, don't over, don't buy a $5,000 refrigerator for your $200,000 house. So it's got to go with, with what you have. Another thing we talk about bathrooms. A lot of times one really mistake that I've seen and people ask me this all the time. We had this with the listing recently. As a matter of fact, we had several feedback that were there's no bathtub they renovated the bathroom and they put a tile, custom tile shower in, which is great, but not one of the bathrooms had a tub. So if you're new family, young children, you want a bathtub. Yes. People want a bathtub for their
1: you know kids to bathe in. It's just if you have a, a one year old, you want a bathtub. Another thing that I feel like this changes like so quickly, even more so sometimes than the styles for um kitchens and bathrooms is fixtures like light fixtures. So, I hate to do this, but I'm going to throw my parents under the bus right now. Sorry, mom and dad. Um they built a gorgeous um custom home for their retirement in a coastal community in North Carolina, and it's 10 years old now. So, a lot of their selections are are fine. You know, it's a travertine backsplash, but like whatever. That's that's fine, you know. They have gorgeous wood floors. There's a lot of things that are still like a lot uh, have a high appeal, but I literally call all the fixtures in their house Beauty and the Beast. It looks like you walked into Beauty and the Beast. I mean it's like like the, the fake candles, do you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> like bronzed, like total, like, you know, bronzed fixtures everywhere. And you know, if it was now You know, it's a coastal community. You want to do something like clean, light. I noticed that right when I walk in, it's like the first thing I see. And if I could do anything, I would rip out all of the fixtures in their house and put in something modern.
0: Yeah. We, my husband and I did that in our house now, and that made a huge difference in all of our rooms. It's amazing what the difference lighting can do. And we shop a lot on House H-O-U-Z-Z. We've gotten a lot of our fixtures there. I love it because you can take a picture of the room and actually sort of try the, the, it does like a virtual, like a virtual staging with the new fixtures. Yeah. Like you just, you can hold your iPad up and it'll show you what it looked like with that light in there. So that was pretty cool. Like we did that. I've ordered some things from Wayfair before that um, were just different from the standard, what you're going to go down to the corner Lowe's or Home Depot and kind of buy off the
1: shelf. Well, since I threw them under the bus, I might give my mom props on something. Now, you know, one thing that um, she's really good at when she's going to design is Taking her time and just literally looking at magazines, cutting things out, like Lisa said, getting on the internet and seeing what the designers out there are doing. You'll start to see general themes. Those That's like basically having free professionals. When you're starting to look at the home decor magazines and stuff, uh, you you don't have to pay to see what the designer has done already. So educate yourself. Uh, we We already talked about just ask your real estate agent what they think. Have them send you the homes that have sold for the highest amount in the last six months and, and see what those people had in their homes because that's what sold in your neighborhood for the highest price.
0: What I like to do for my clients, and your agents could do this for you too, or if we are your agent, we can um, easily do this for you in the Charleston area, is we send a monthly email that just keeps them updated on their neighborhood of what's sold and what's Mm -hmm. active. And so it just kind of keeps you like your pulse on what's going on in your community so that you have kind of a feeling for where values are and what things are doing. And I just think it's always good as a homeowner. That's one of your biggest investments. A lot of, you know, eight out of ten times, that's probably most people's biggest investment is their home. So keep a pulse on what's going on.
1: One kind of sleeper item, um, and actually when I purchased, when um, mm-hmm. my husband and I bought our house this past summer, I wrote it into the contracts. We were buying a flip, and they weren't going to redo the windows. And I was like, you know, I, I offered a little bit more and put it as a contingency that they were going to redo all the windows. I think that's something that people don't think about.
0: I think with, I think windows are always a good investment if the home is older and it needs new windows. Not only does it help with energy efficiency tremendously, but um, just the hassle of, of of installing them and stuff. Like if you can get new windows that, and if your home needs it, I would say that as a, a you're going to get the money back out of that. Generally speaking, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. And um while we're on it, another thing that might not get you the money that you're hoping for is like super expensive blinds. Blinds are expensive, guys. They are not cheap. Um, and if and if you go for like a super, super expensive blind, you know, chances are you probably aren't aren't gonna get a high return on investment. It's it's gonna look good. It's gonna look awesome. Right. But you know what yeah, I was
0: like, oh, I spent all this money on blinds or wallpaper or things you know
1: it's like oh sorry the blinds half the price would have still gotten the job done and looked fine right yeah. so and again you know you have to really think about what what's your end gain in the house if you're you know if you're living in your home and you know you're gonna be there for 20 or 25 years a lot of what we're talking about right now may not be applicable but if you're going to be selling within the next 10 years you, know, you really have to be thinking about these things. And also like you're trying to stay ahead of the curve, like you're redoing your kitchen right now and you and you're going to try to sell within the next five to 10 years. Well, we don't know what what's going to be trending. So going with what Lisa said, which is the mass appeal, clean aesthetic is is really your best bet. You know, I've never seen somebody go into. A house and be like these white cabinets and subway tile are just not gonna cut it you yeah know? that's true it's never, yeah. you know.
0: Um. <laughs> if anything leave them to have not you know they, they may not like love them or have it be their first choice but it's not offensive I guess mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying that's I think that's a, a lot of good information about updates people people
1: ask us that question a lot I know that we said like don't go crazy on on landscaping and stuff, but but curb appeal really does matter. You can't ever get back that first impression. So I know that when I pull up to a house and the buyer says, "Oh my god, it's so cute," that I'm already like ahead of the yeah. of, of the game. So, um, for example, you know maybe maybe you have like a vinyl house and it's painted a color that maybe. Maybe needs to be a different color. I'm not going to call out any colors. I don't want to offend anybody right now. But, um, you know, like shutters, we're seeing this big trend towards these modern shutters. So maybe you need to replace your shutters. Maybe, um, maybe you need a new front door. Or just paint the
0: front door. Yeah. Get it fresh. Um, a new welcome mat. looks. I mean, our stager, we work with Shannon Hawkins at Refresher and Us Staging. All of our clients get a free staging consultation. And I would say... That one of the things that's on her list every single time is new welcome mat. You know, mm-hmm. just so that it looks fresh when you walk in the door mm-hmm. and you have a welcoming entryway. I mean, they're grabbing that handle.
1: It's the first thing they see. You want it. To, oh, yeah. Okay. And that's the other thing, too. It's like I'm showing people a house and they're, the lock or the door handle is so old that we can, like, barely get in. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. so bad. Just go buy a new doorknob. People are like, that's just already like, okay. Something hasn't been taken care of.
0: Yes. Or it's going to be difficult. And it's funny because I think that a lot of people just don't really even use their front doors. Like they might come in through their garage and so they don't realize it. So like if you're going to put your home on the market, go walk up, pull up to your front, walk up the front path in the front door like you would if you were a guest coming to your house. And another thing, speaking of like a guest coming to your house is so funny because if you don't use like all the rooms and things like that in your House, you don't really maybe notice them. For example, I have a girls' weekend at my house like once a year, and I have like thirty women spend the night. And so I try to get everything ready and make sure everything's clean before that. Well, it never fails. One of my girlfriends will come down and be like, you know, the toilet paper thing is off in this, you know, the kids' room, and this is happening. And I'm like, there's
1: no light bulbs in here, and and you're like, oh my
0: gosh, I didn't have any idea. Why don't those kids tell me that stuff? Because they're
1: teenagers and they're never gonna tell you that stuff.
0: Yeah, so like if you have a guest room, go in there and like sit down on the toilet and look around. This is what people would see if they use this bathroom. Um, and it was it's kind of eye-opening sometimes, and now I really try hard before girls we get to do all those things, and I'm like George, there's no lights in the vanity in the girls' bathroom, and the towel rack is falling off the wall. And there, you know, mm-hmm. and, and some, you know, uh, the shower curtain liner is like filthy black. Like, why don't these kids ever tell me? But I don't ever use those bathrooms or go up there, you know? So, um, little things like that that you don't think about, you want to pay attention to when you're getting ready for your house to be on the market. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that's a real value that we add to our clients. is having that professional staging consultation, having the professional come in and tell you exactly what to do and giving you like a a list. But, um, that's sort of a different whole topic, Mm -hmm. getting the house ready for sale, as opposed to already owning it and saying, okay, what are, what should we do? Like, we
1: know we want to do some things, but what can we get our money out of? Yeah. So I think, um, for people listening, the biggest point is just use your resources. You already have your real estate agent, us, you're listening to us, call us, you know, let us know yeah. what we can do to, um, help. We are, we're happy. This kind of stuff interests us. So even if you're in, you know, Arizona or something, we don't care. We we want to see your house. We're always interested yeah, in what's going send on. Send
0: us pictures. info. Mm-hmm. So you can reach us at our, on Instagram at our view podcast, and you can send us a message there, or you can email me at Lisa at Lisa Richard.com. It's L I S A. R-I-C-H-A-R-T dot com. And um, we love your questions. If you like our podcast, subscribe and like and share it with your friends. is the best compliment we can have. And give us a review. We would love reviews. Send us your ideas for any other podcasts or any other real estate stuff you would like to hear about. Killy's a wealth of knowledge uh, in the Charleston area. If you're interested in moving to the Charleston area, we have lots of things We can share with you about new construction developments, a lot of business and marketing going into the Charleston area. So we're happy to help and use us as a resource. Uh, We want to add value to our friendship.
1: Yes, yes. Lisa, thank you for having me on the podcast today. Thanks for being here, Keely. Love it. We'll go back to this conference
0: and and, uh, And, and attempt to learn. (laughs) I (laughs) know. Yeah, I'm going to go start working on my finance degree and we'll have more information on that next time we talk. Have a great day. Thanks.
1: Bye, guys.